The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. To get started, we have the uh, Liberal Democrats candidate for Kerangamite on the line, Paul Barker. Good morning. Morning, Mitchell. How are you? Good, thank you. Well, the big issue in federal politics, it would seem at the moment, is what's going on with net zero in this Glasgow summit. So I'd imagine there'd be a few people asking, what's the Liberal Democrats' policy on this? Well, it's definitely not following the status quo, Mitchell. Um, what we've got over years and years of government regulation and interference in the market, especially with the renewable energy target, is it's created this complex regulatory framework that actually reduces the incentive for investment into the sector and creates a whole lot of extra costs, which means that we all end up paying more for electricity. And I'm sure if everyone who's listening has seen their bills over the years gone by, um, there's definitely no downward pressure on the, the price of power. Yeah, I think that's certainly the case and people would uh, get a letter probably from their electricity company on a regular basis saying that rates are going up. So uh, under a Liberal Democrat's view of the world, how should the energy grid and electricity run? Much, with much less interference. So the the primary issue that we've got with just about any policy um, is that government is pretty much never the solution. Uh, all it does is add on extra layers of bureaucracy and costs and taxes. Um, and we would seek to reduce government interference in the market, remove the prohibitions around nuclear energy, and then we can have a very healthy base load power uh, at near zero carbon emissions um, with good reliability and without the government interference, it creates more competition and where there's competition it leads to better innovation and cost reductions. So we could actually end up ticking all the boxes for most people with with regard to baseload energy, uh, reduced prices and have low carbon without needing to go down all these crazy uh, net zero targets that will result in 500 to 1000 bucks per person extra per year when budgets are already quite tight. So do you support setting any target at all, whether it's net zero by 2050 or 2030, or do you just say, no, uh, take out no. intervention and see what happens? Correct, because the problem that governments have is that they don't understand the impacts at an individual level. And if you're going down the renewable energy uh, path, that requires a whole lot of batteries, and batteries require lithium. There's a not a huge amount of supply of lithium internationally, uh, so we can't have that as the, the sole focus. What we can do is remove the prohibitions, as I said, around nuclear, let the market play out, and if you want to go down renewables, you go down renewables, understanding that we wouldn't support any sort of intervention um, because we understand that intervention ends up in more costs for everyone, and then if you want to go down nuclear, you can choose a nuclear provider um, and if you want to go with coal, uh, the cheap baseload power, uh, that could be an option as well. But what you'll find is that the people have more power than government and where people spend their money will dictate what ends up being the energy supply. 
in that case, do you think that renewable energy or energy that doesn't result in carbon emissions would win out in that people would choose that or would people still gravitate towards coal generation? Uh, it depends on the value proposition. Everyone's got a different lifestyle. Some people don't have access to uh, power that they're homeless. Some people have an abundance of wealth so they can spend it on whatever they choose. But it should be up to individual choice. And we've seen over recent period of time, when you lose that ability to have choice, it, it isn't really pleasant. Uh, so regardless of what your preferences are, you should be able to have the choice to choose whatever energy provider or energy supply that you like. How would that play out with an energy grid? So at the moment we have, from what I can understand, a national energy grid, which is controlled by one body. Uh, would you need to have multiple grids in order to have the, the competitive market that you're suggesting? No, it's just like the train network. We've got the Australian Rail, uh, Australian Rail and Track Corporation. Uh, they manage the, the railways and a whole bunch of different providers use that network to move their goods and people through that. So... It, it, it could just be the same as that, where you've got the, the existing framework and different people use it for different types of power. As you would know, nuclear power generates a lot of debate and discussion, certainly amongst the people that I speak to. Uh, what are your thoughts on that particular issue, or are you just happy to let it play out? How confident are you in its safety? Uh, I'm very confident. If, if you have a look at the Electricity Map website, uh, it shows you that the countries that have far and away a, a great level of green power, there's often nuclear associated with that. And the debate, we're in the 21st century, technologies have improved markedly. Um, there's even reactors that I'd happily have in my backyard. Um, but because we've got all these prohibitions, public debate around the topic is generally stifled. And where you stifle debate, you stifle innovation and creativity and all it does is result in higher costs to the consumer at the individual level. What do you think about the push from some to have houses go off the grid entirely? Um, it would seem that that's quite cost prohibitive at the moment and only people with a lot of money behind them can afford to do that. But is that a good step to take where everyone is just responsible for covering their own power, whether that comes from solar or some other mechanism within the home? And as you would suggest, maybe there would need to be a lot of batteries and whether we can actually do that, I'm not sure. But is that a pathway to go down or should we be still focused on trying to maintain that national grid? Uh, again, individual choice. If people want to do that um, off-the-grid system, uh, they should be free to choose to do so. If people want to stay within the grid while the grid's uh, functioning, um, that should be their choice as well. But, uh, uh, to me, I'll always advocate for freedom of choice on any topic. And when you've got freedom of choice, you can engage in whatever suits your individual position. And are you watching Glasgow or do you not really care so much because I'm imagining with your philosophy, these sort of major international talks that people get together and set targets don't necessarily mean a great deal or is there something that you're watching for in Glasgow for a certain outcome or to see something decided? Uh, I'm not paying attention. Whatever comes out of it comes out of it. We've elected certain people into positions of power to make these decisions on our behalf. And if they've gone against what was originally their principles, then they'll probably face challenges at the polls. 
And uh, I suppose just last of all, how is the campaign for Karangamite going? Because I see now you're up to five candidates. It's unusual, I would have thought, to have an electorate with five candidates in it before an election date is even called. So are you getting a sense that it's going to be quite competitive come election day, whenever that might be? Very competitive. And and this is the beauty. I actually love it when there's a, a variety of choice of candidates because it, it actually drives innovation and creativity. And what I think you're going to find is that the policies that we and the Liberal Democrats are offering are far and away different to what you see with the status quo where we sort of, not by choice, but have ended up picking up the, the best bits of all parties from our point of view um, in regards to lower taxes and more freedom uh, and obviously limited and smaller government. And that all boils down to the fact that we actually don't trust government to be the solution for just about any issue. It's definitely got its place for national defence and a few other regulatory um, areas. But what is really different is that we seek to limit government interference where just about every other party and candidate I've seen is trying to say that we're going to make government better. But that's just a recipe for disaster from my my personal opinion. Well, thanks for being on the program. We'll have plenty more conversations between now and the election, whenever that may be. But always happy to hear from candidates because we want voters listening to be able to make an informed choice as well and benefit from that contest of ideas. So thanks very much for coming on the program once again. Thanks, Mitchell, and see everyone later. Thank you very much. Councillor Paul Barker there from Sefka Shai, who is also the Liberal Democrats candidate running for Karangamad. As I've established, very unusual to see five candidates running for one seat before there's even an election date announced. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or wherever you get your podcasts.